What's up, everybody? This is Thomas Bahamas, and you are here for episode number 34 of Solana Weekly. I'm excited to go over another week of fun here on the fun chain. Um, so I'm here to drop some alpha on what's going on and where we're going. So I did mess up the the uh, audio a little bit for last week's episode, and apologize if you got the previous week's audio, but uh, I did fix it and hope that that was in time before you listened. Um, either way, you know, last week I was talking about how we had the chance to go up only, and that is exactly what we did. Um, you know, we ended up topping out at uh, over 30 bucks on Solana, and the timeline has just been electric ever since, right? So we've got a few different narratives that are popping up, but uh, the DeFi narrative is absolutely playing strong on Solana right now, and uh, we're still feeling that heat from the XRP, mostly not a security ruling, um, which kind of superseded the SEC, you know, attacking all of our tokens and calling them securities. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to just unpacking, you know, exactly what this means. And I'm pumped to dig into it some more. So let's let's head over to the market here. Um, taking a look at Solana, we've got $26.72. Um, we are looking at a overall increase in 19.29% uh, on the week. So again, this is the second week in a row that we are seeing a 20% increase in the base token of our favorite blockchain. So uh, this is huge. And uh, the crazy part about this is over this last week, we actually ticked up to $32 for a little while there. So um, it didn't sustain, but um, but we, you know, it just went, went crazy after that XRP ruling, right? So um, it, it's looking good. And, and the best part is it's, it is staying a bit, right? It didn't, you know, retrace that whole amount back, right? The, it, it shows the demand is there and the demand for holding Solana is there as well. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the ruling on the XRP, it's, you know, not, it wasn't a complete win for them, right? I think that was a little bit overplayed, but, but it was definitely a favorable ruling. Um, you know, regarding XRP sales on secondary as not being uh, the selling of unregistered securities, right? So, um, you know, that's, you know, what the SEC had called out Solana for, um, and that caused the delisting of a lot of assets on a lot of exchanges. And I mean, ultimately, that was the reason that Robinhood decided to sell all their users Solana. Um, and this was about $14. So, you know, you take a look at the chart, they force you to sell the bottom pretty much, um, which is crazy, but that shows the type of power that um, the SEC has. And, you know, it, it up until this point, it hasn't really been checked where um, now you're seeing even Democrats calling for, um, you know, Gary Gensler getting off um, and being taken off, you know, his role as chancellor. So, um, Definitely a little bit of change in the wind there. Um, and yeah, I mean, the outlook for Solana right now is looking great. Uh, we're riding on the back of this news. And I mean, we're also benefiting from, you know, the positive Bitcoin ETF news too. Um, so, you know, it's we're, we're catching catching the winds right now and I'm loving it. Uh, now, if we take a look at Sol ETH, um, you know, also an increase, right? So we're looking at 17.73% increase to 0.1401 um, 
and you know, again, we're moving against the market and we're breaking out against ETH still. Um, showing strength against ETH here is huge and I'm loving it. You know, it's seeing, you know, a smart contract platform catch up to the, you know, EVM narrative, um, I think is huge, right? I think there's a lot of room there. Um, you know, something that keeps jumping up to my mind is, you know, uh, Ansem or, or Z on uh, Twitter. He's, he's been he's been pretty pro Solana. It's hard to avoid these days, but he's a big trader, big believer in Solana. He's been kind of like, you know, diving into the tech. So it seems like he understands it. He's in all the same protocols that we've been using and talking about them. Um, so it's great to see that part, but it's also, you know, he's he's given some predictions and he's saying that he thinks that um, solely gets up to point one rather than 0.014. So, um, you know, what, seven, eight X from here versus ETH, um, that would be massive. Um, so possibility, you know, is that gonna happen? Yeah, probably, probably not, but could it get there? Yeah, you know, there's a chance. So um, we like to see these high price targets and uh, yeah, things, things are looking good. Um, and, you know, I, I did quite a bit of moving around on ETH recently, so um, it still costs five to 10 bucks to do, you know, basic swaps on Ethereum. Um, bridge takes 20 minutes. Uh, you know, you have to bridge between, you know, ETH layer one to ETH layer to, I was bridging to Arbitrum to get a few assets together, then sending that to Solana. Um, the whole process cost a lot and took a lot of time, so it, it sucked. Um, you know, it's the user experience is just, it's so different, so much worse. Um, so Solana's got a big, big edge there. But um, yeah, that's a little rant there about ETH. Uh, so Bitcoin up 24%. Um, and this is, you know, I, we've been going down only against Bitcoin and this is two weeks in a row, we're up over 20%. Um, so it definitely looks like we hit that bottom, uh, looking to keep this going and very pumped up about this. So. Um, continue to monitor it, but things are looking good. And now, you know, with the increase of soul price, we unfortunately have to again talk about the underperformance of NFTs, right? So I'm in pretty deep right now, um, you know, especially with Solana Monkey business. Uh, so, you know, their, their Gen 3s are at about 15.2 um, floor and you know, I think I've got about eight of them. So I, I'm probably down around 50% total um, on them, maybe a little bit less, but I mean, not not that far off. So they're hurting, right? And Gen 2s are at 111. Um, and I, yeah, I got mine at almost double that. So, um, you know, things are down pretty, pretty bad. Um, and it's obviously not just SMBs. I think they're probably the, ones that are getting hit the most because there's a massive change going on while there's a, you know, within the whole DAO, within both projects. I mean, the release of a whole new project is already a pretty risky play, but for Solana to double, you know, in, that, in the price or in the time when they released it, it really, I don't know. I mean, it adds a whole new angle. Um, so I don't think we're getting true price discovery right now, but, you know, I, we'll see. You know, and also, you know, something I was thinking about. So um, in a couple of days, it will be a one year anniversary since I bought my Gen 2. Um, 
wanted to have some reflections on my mindset going into that. Um, I think at the time it was mostly wrong. Yeah, it could, could be right on some parts, but you know, my thoughts were that I was going to hold soul anyways, um, be a good way to get inside the best community, which was true. Um, you know, I thought that it would get me kind of, I wouldn't have to worry about the small projects and, you know, every NFT and flipping or any of that. Um, and then I also thought that the value of it would hold and, you know, the 200 soul floor would be, you know, would hold for a while. You know, this isn't the case. Um, I think especially right now, you know, with the price of Solana, it looks like it's going, you know, the price of Solana looks like it's going to rip. So I don't think I see these, you know, the NFT prices recovering anytime soon. Um, but all is not lost. You know, I still think they're the best community. I think they have a ton more coming down the horizon. Um, you know, I know this is sounding like a true bag holder, but, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like, if SMB fails, Solana NFT fails, <laughs> you know, uh, the cl classic line, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I still think that it's it's fun to be a part of, um, and, and I'm excited to see where they go, right? You know, I, I voted for everything that they did, right? So, um, you know, I voted for the restructuring of the executive team, right? So they put Nam in as CEO. Um, I voted for that. I voted for the um, buyout of HGE, I voted for, you know, doing that by releasing Gen 3. So I, I voted for all that, right? So um, was I wrong? You know, maybe we'll see, right? Um, but those were all of, you know, the steps that led to this. And I felt like I was a part of it, right? So I, I do feel like there is some, you know, responsibility to us owners um, because we voted for it. And that was, you know, I don't think... If you look at everything that they went through, right, with, um, <laughs> you know, kind of having a deal pretty much in place with the previous devs and then HG coming in, buying it, tanking it, and then somehow us coming out, you know, with an agreement to buy that from HGE. I mean, it's the odds of all of that happening and coming out in our favor were so slim, right? You know, I, I don't think we would have been able to do... Or I don't think we would have been able to see an outcome like this if anyone else was doing this other than Nom. Um, I don't know how he did it. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it, especially in Web3, you know, and especially on Solana NFTs, you have an opinion about everything and you shout it out loud, as loud as you can on the internet with a bunch of people reading. Um, so I don't know how you're able to tune that out, but somehow Nam was and kept a cool head, made the negotiations and made it work. So, um, I think that that is a team that you want to stand behind and I will. So, uh, I'm not selling, um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, with that, all, all that said and how excited I am about them, uh, they just released a new logo and, oh man, it's pretty bad. Um, so they, they, they wanted to do is they, I think they hired an outside, uh, company and they wanted to put a logo out that really bridged the gen two and gen three. Um, the part that they found that actually bridged it the most was the smile of the monkey. Um, so it's, it's just like a little corner of the mouth. And I thought it was a tail at first. Um, it's, you know, some really bright colors and they justified it with a few things. It's not that good. Um, 
you know, I, <laughs> of course, everyone yelled about it. And, you know, I mean, the way that SMB works is it's not, you know, it's not the final thing until the Dow gets their word. So, I mean, immediately after there was a, a vote proposal to redo it and uh, looks like it got the traction it needed. So they're likely going to redo it. Um, you know, just kind of the way that it works, right? I mean, if, if uh, holders aren't happy, they can at least do something um, in SMB. And, and yeah, I mean, there's uh, a bunch of new holders in the Dow. Um, I, I'm not sure the exact amounts, but, you know, I, I, like I said before, I think there was room for more. Um, so it's, it's popping, you know, I, I actually like it. Um, you know, is the alpha necessarily as good? I don't know. You know, is there more talk about random shit coins on Solana, like King and other things? Yeah. And you know what? I, I don't see that anywhere else really. So, um, so yeah, either way, um, I think that's good. I think NFTs are down across the board, um, but I don't. I don't think it's time to dump them. Um, you know, I think you can still find some gems, um, but you know, I also think that it's time to kind of sit, sit and wait it out for a lot of these, um, unless you're, you know, extremely uncomfortable holding them, or unless you're overinvested. Um, I, I, if you can hold, hold. Um, but you know, you know, in the market of red, we've got one NFT that is catching some steam. And it is our good old friends over at the Crypto Duck Pucks. Uh, so we've got it all going on over there. We've got some sweepers sweeping. We've got Dudas tweeting. We've got memes. Are we back? Yeah, you know, maybe. You know, I, I still like the idea of the project. You know, it, it doesn't really have uh, real utility. Uh, and I, I mean, it's super fun when everyone's around. Um, you know, when the, when the shoes come around, it's a blast. Otherwise, it's kind of a ghost town. Um, and I, I hope to keep seeing this, you know, there is no expectation on the team other than, you know, maybe they'll show up and maybe there'll be some memes, you know, when the memes are flowing, it's hilarious in there. So hope it does come back. Uh, keep an eye on it. It's still pretty cheap if you want to join. So, uh, all right. So that's it for NFTs. Um, you know, on the more, I feel like there's so much more positive things going on outside of NFTs. Let's, we should focus on that, right? Um, the release of Neon, so Neon is live, and that's EVM uh, supported fully on Solana. And then I just saw that Solang, which is another another platform that's bringing Solidity and EVM to Solana. So um, I think this is huge, right? I, I'm not sure of like the total implications of this. Um, I know that Neon has been uh, planning on releasing this for like seven months or something. Um, I know they've got a token that's you know got bad tokenomics and people aren't liking that. But I, who cares, right? I mean, a bad token, forget about the token, look at what this protocol can do. Um, and I mean, essentially what you can do is you can fork any of these protocols on Ethereum and bring them over to Solana, run them cheaply, efficiently, um, and I mean, Solana will be a much better execution environment for Ethereum contracts. <laughs> you know, it, it, it essentially could be like a little bit like an L2. I, I don't know exactly what you want to call that, but um, you know, an example of what you'd see is I saw somebody forked uh, Uniswap and they also forked SafeMoon to bring those to run on Solana. So um, I didn't actually buy them or use them or anything, but that's, I think, a pretty good example of what we could see. Um, you know, and, and with that, there's also, 
Um, I know that there was some early, um, early on move programming language on Solana. Um, and I think that they released something more recently. Um, so everyone, you know, everyone was excited about SWE. You know, there's going to be this particular programming language that a lot of people like. SWE released on it, but Solana has actually supported it for a long time. Um, so I think what we're seeing here is, you know, the best L1 is kind of becoming a vacuum, right? So all these languages are slowly coming to Solana. And I think this is huge, right? We, we want developers to be able to write in the language that they want um, on, you know, a high performative blockchain. Um, and, and that's what we're getting. Uh, and I think this is kind of the snowball effect, right? Where you get a couple, um, you know, it, these were just released. So I don't think we're gonna see anything major right away. But I think that you know, it's, it's once you get it going, it keeps going, it keeps going. Um, and I mean, the more, you know, the more that people are exposed to what you can actually do with Solana, I think the more valuable it becomes and the more people that come to it and they can bring their contracts from different, you know, from other areas and actually just use them on a better environment. So I think it's huge. And I think this is, um, that's going to be Solana's mode. Um, but you know we'll we'll see exactly how, where that goes and you know I'm, I definitely keep an eye open for um, you know some things to play around with on there. Um, I hope it doesn't just turn into all the uh, all the crazy ETH shit coins coming over to Solana. But I mean, if they moon, why not? Um, yeah, but I think I think that's cool. Something to keep an eye on. And then uh, DeFi continues to crush. Um, so, you know, we're seeing TVL, you know, go a lot higher. We're seeing a bunch of different protocols still, um, you know, using points as kind of the, uh, as kind of like the proxy for getting your airdrop. So MarginVise, Cypher, um, uh, and a few others, uh, Zeta Markets, I think is doing that as well. Uh, MarginFi, you know, they were completely tapped out. I think they had 10 million, um, that was locked and I, they opened up another 10. So I think they're over 20 million um, that are locked that's uh, being lent currently there. Um, and it's huge, right? It's, it's a pretty new platform. Um, so I, I've definitely got some funds in there um, and you know I'm, I'm looking, looking for that airdrop. Um, something else that I checked out. So, you know, something, you know, we always talk about like these cool rails and infrastructure and possibilities that we can do with this and that and what you can do with DeFi. But what I think is actually a pretty cool example is an actual product on top of a market. So um, this is Superstake. Um, so it's a, a clean, easy financial product on top of DeFi. Um, I, you know, I, th I think this is kind of the, the future, right? So it keep, keep the dirty stuff on the back end um, and I mean, you interact with this site, it's, it's a front end and basically what you're doing is you're, you're leveraging your, uh, marinade steak soul, um, in order, you're kind of wrapping it, lending and borrowing it. Um, it, there's a lever on there, so you can do it either like, you know, one to three times, um, leverage basically on your token in order to get more rewards. Um, so, I mean, the the reason for this is right you can 
you know, you can get your uh, marinade rewards, which I, I don't know, it's like six or 7% annually. Um, but if you wrap these, you can double or triple that, right? So, you know, you just go onto a clean website um, called, I think it's like superstake.com or something like that. I should probably look into it, but um, but you go on there and you hit stake, you click the, uh, um, the amount of leverage you want on it and it's off, right? It's, you look at what you're, what you're receiving and um, on the back end, they're actually using Drift to do this lending and borrowing for you. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's easy, it's clean, it's sick. Um, the leverage is low. Um, you know, of course, there's, there is risk when you're doing something like this. The risk would be um, the depegging of MSOL from SOL, which has not happened. Um, it would need to drop pretty significantly for something to happen, but always worth keeping an eye on. Uh, but I, I like the way that this product is set up and I like to see more of this, almost like a, I see like a, almost like a 2X leverage soul coin you go to and software and they use this on the background too, right? I, the amount of products that they could actually build this way. I think there, I think there's a lot, and I think that it's really great for users to to do that and make it simple. Um, so that's something I wanted to go over there. Um, I've been kind of thinking about what the perfect long-term portfolio would be. You know, using um, you know staking, um, and I, I would imagine liquid staking tokens would probably remain pretty high on this list. So. You know something like 20% ST soul, 20% Gito soul, um, 20% M soul, maybe even some Blaze soul. Um, I yeah, I, I you know you can stake without getting the token obviously, and then maybe there's a little bit less risk. Um, but I I prefer the the tokens um, just because I I don't mind self custody and good to see them. Um, it's like one way to stick, you know, stick your coins, uh, provide some security for the network and not feel poor worth doing so. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's kind of, I mean, if you're going to hold something for over a year, you should probably stake it. Um, you know, if you're comfortable uh, holding your own coins and, um, you know, practicing good wallet safety, um, I don't see why you can't use LSTs. Um, so. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, my favorite, uh, we gotta head over to my favorite story in the crypto news. Um, this is, uh, revolves around the OC. So we got uh, Ben McKenzie and his anti-crypto arc. So it's just amazing. And yeah, it's, it's the guy from the OC. He's got a book and he's got this absurd story and it just makes him look like an idiot. So uh, what happened is uh, he got high one day and with the power of an economics degree, he shorted the bottom of the crypto market and he lost 250K. Uh, yeah, $250,000. So uh, he then proceeded to call it a scam. Uh, he testified at a congressional hearing and uh, wrote a book about his experience. And now he's making his rounds on uh, any crypto or financial show that he can. Um, so I'm loving it. I'm watching all these shows. Uh, I. I'm getting a kick out of it, you know, he just, yeah, I don't know, he's kind of making a fool of himself, and, 
you know, so the best part I think about crypto is kind of like the, the trust don't verify attitude, right? So, I mean, the simple fact that he lost 250K and then he's going on to, you know, bash all these crypto markets. I mean, I'd say he has a pretty big conflict of interest to be uh, you know, testifying in front of Congress. Uh, you know, he, maybe he had an open position while he was testifying in Congress and was trying to influence it. I don't know. You know, it's, it's like we, you can't really believe anything at face value. And I, I would hope that most of the crypto market doesn't take that at face value. You know, there's incentive behind it. Uh, is he trying to make it all back in one trade? Probably. You know, I, what I also think of this is, is, you know, how like on Twitter, uh, you know, one of the big ways to engagement farm is to, you know, throw a big controversial takeout. And uh, we see this a lot with Solana, right? So ETH, you know, somebody that's ETH maxi, or not even a maxi, somebody that just has a bad opinion says, you know, Solana's this, Solana's that, Solana's terrible, uh, with no basis behind it. But, you know, you just see people attack and there's, you know, hundreds of comments. Um, so it's, it's, it's creating controversy. It's, it's uh, you know, kind of, it's making noise. It's making other people make noise. And I, I think this is like the real, like the in real life version of doing that on Twitter. Um, you know, he, he's causing a big commotion. I bet he's just crushing it with this book. Um, so I don't know, it's all around hilarious. I'm gonna keep, my, I'm gonna keep watching these. I'm gonna keep laughing. I would urge you to as well. I think the best one is uh, a few months back uh, when, he, uh, when he said that he was high and he got interested in crypto because of that. So. Um, worth checking out, worth checking out. Uh, now, part that nobody wants to hear, uh, so taxes. Um, nobody wants to talk about them in crypto because uh, they're a huge pain in the dick. Um, there are, however, a bunch of good platforms out there and uh, they will help you realize that the small stuff doesn't really matter and maybe that Bitcoiners had it right with stacking sats and not selling. Um, you know, you go through, you have to uh, re-verify a lot of your transactions. You have to look at all these stupid things that you did, dumb swaps that you did. Um, and I mean, luckily this year we're down a little bit, so we don't know too, too much, but, um, but I mean, I think that's something to think about. Like, I, I don't think, um, I don't think anyone's, I, I mean, if you, if once you go through it, then you will kind of realize like, all right, maybe I shouldn't just, you know, sell this at a loss. Like maybe you should, do some research before buying something um, and maybe only make a couple big moves. I don't know. Kind of some thoughts that I had. Let's move away from taxes. Um, so the uh, presidential debates are kind of heating up. It's not the actual debates, but like kind of leading up to the primaries. Um, and crypto is on the mind, right? So RFK Jr. just came out yesterday. Um, he is looking at both holding Bitcoin reserves to back the dollar and also to remove the cap gains tax from selling uh, Bitcoin into USD. Um, so, I mean, both of those would be huge, right? Imagine, I mean, you probably remove those two, you get a double in the Bitcoin price. Um, and I mean, just the fact that he's, I think he, a poll came out, he's more popular than Biden right now. Um, I don't know who else the front runner and the Democrats would be, maybe Gavin Newsom, but I... <laughs> I mean, even Gavin Newsom, like he's bad, but he took Bitcoin as from like a for a campaign 
um, donations when he was running for mayor. So, um, you know, there's definitely some friendly crypto uh, potentials here. Um, you know, every time I've seen Ron DeSantis talk, he, uh, he rages against CBDCs and I'm expecting, you know, these talks to only get bigger, um, right? People <laughs> want to stop marginalizing. And I mean, I would imagine most people in crypto haven't voted too much. So get their vote, could sway a few, few counties, could help them out. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, I, I, that narrative's gonna get huge, um, right? We've got a year um, and in this year, um, there's gonna be a lot of shakeup. Um, I would imagine we're probably gonna flip Republican and hopefully that's a push for our bags. Um, but one can only hope. Um, in other news, uh, we continue to get, get like new and great media for Solana. Um, so Mert has released Lightspeed. Um, first episode came out with Armani, it was a banger. Got another one coming out all about, uh, all about Soul DeFi with MarginFi and Cypher. I think that's coming out tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, they do a great job. Uh, Mert's like the, I don't, I don't even know, like the enforcer of Solana, I, I guess like the voice of truth about like all the tech, right? You know, like we can, we can LARP about, you know, understanding the ins and outs of all the technology, but he's like out there on the front lines actually using it. So um, he is the best person <laughs> to be listening to, um, you know, and when I started this podcast, I just wanted, I wanted to hear this stuff, right? I didn't want to listen to spaces. All I wanted was like, hey, I want to hear a show. I, want, I don't want to have to listen to it every day. And I want some long-term lasting material. So I'm um, hoping you guys are getting that information from me. Um, a couple other, yeah, a couple other uh, good podcasts that uh, are out there at The Cove. Just listen to, listen to a good episode of Austin on. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the podcasts are great these days. So I'm uh, glad I can get out from them. Uh, next, reading a book called uh, You Will Own Nothing by Carol Roth, which is fantastic. Uh, it comes from the World Economic Forum's uh, horrible ad that they ran that uh, you will own nothing and be happy. Um, but I think this captures all kind of like the BS that we've seen and uh, kind of what started or what started or what kind of continues the crypto narrative, right? So we're hitting kind of... In, kind of covers like the main topics that we've been seeing in Twitter, right? So we're hitting like absurd amount of spending, overreach government, lockdowns, Fed, inflation, all of it kind of together in one place. Um, it, it does kind of feel like I'm rereading something, uh, but I think that is just because, um, you know, I've, I've been reading this content for years on Twitter in one way or another. So, um, so I would, I, and it also, you know, I, I'm not quite done with it, but the second half is to not end up like that guy, that smiling guy with curly hair, uh, who owns nothing and will be, not be happy, or he will be happy, um, but don't become that guy, um, anyways, let's leave it there, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Salon Weekly, uh, looking forward to what else we can drum up this week, and, uh, hope you're all enjoying yourselves as much as I am, and, uh, look forward to hearing from you next week.